Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Under center this time is Bridgewater with Melvin Gordon behind him. Fourth and one. He gives to Gordon, and Gordon is knocked down. Football comes loose. Eagles come up with it. Slay picks it up. Slay running with the ball. And Slay takes off to the far side of the field, to the 30, to the 40. Slay running away from people. Slay at the 40, the 30, the 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Darius Slay. <laughs> wow. Rob, can I just tell you something? Yeah. Hearing Merrill Reese's voice on a July like that is just that's, that's a Counting pleasure. it down, Glenn. It can't come uh, soon enough. It's the greatest. Yep. Uh, this hour sponsored by Meridian Bank Business banking at its best visit them at meridianbanker.com and what we played for you was a defensive highlight for your philadelphia eagles who did not have a ton of them last year bo wolf bo wolf excuse me joins us bo is the fine fine journalist for the athletic um and bo you guys did kind of a round table of the beat reporters this this uh that ran in the athletic this past week uh, where the question is, what is the area of concern for your team? You didn't go chalk, man. You didn't say Jalen Hurts. You said? I think I said Jonathan Gannon. You did. So let's talk about it. How come? Well, you know, I just think that there's so much unknown about Jonathan Gannon. And you mentioned Jalen Hurts. I think that the Eagles have sort of put Jonathan Gannon in a very similar position to what they've done with Jalen Hurts. You know, that this offseason on offense was about giving Jalen Hurts the weapons that he needed to best evaluate him moving forward, right? Like, now that he's got A.J. Brown, he's got these great targets, the offensive line should be great. Now we're going to be able to find out if Jalen Hurts can be the guy. I think they've done a very similar thing on defense. I think uh, they've upgraded at every level. Uh, you talk about adding, adding Jordan Davis to the middle of the defensive line, Hassan Reddick to the pass rush. Kaiser White and Kobe Dean to the linebacking core, which obviously needed improvement, and pairing James Bradbury with, with Darius Slay gives them a better tandem of corners. Now we're going to find out if, if Jonathan Gannon can be as good of a coach as the Eagles think he can be. And it's not just the, the talent improvements. They've also given him the ability to be more versatile, which I think he wants to do. I think he wanted to do last year and realized early on that he maybe didn't have the personnel for that. But, uh, you know, everybody I talk to loves Jonathan Gannon. I'm impressed with Jonathan Gannon. He seems like a very smart guy. Uh, the players like him a lot. But, the, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Last year, this was a defense that ranked 25th in defensive DVOA, second to last in sacks. And I think that now that the defense is this loaded, on paper at least, 
if this is not a top, you know, 12, top 10 defense, I think, I think there's a chance that, that the Eagles might think about moving on from Charles again. Bo, looking at last year, and I, I concur with what you just said 100%. And I look at last year, I see a team that had no pass rush, that had essentially one good player in the secondary and at best an average linebacking core for sure. And, and I think it, it, you know, it, all things considered, not all that bad when it comes to points per game. I thought he did a pretty decent job. I know we hate non-aggressive defensive coordinators in this city. Where you know a lot of people were born on Buddy Ryan and Bud Carson and and, and Jim Johnson. I, like I get it. By the way, my hand is raised at this moment. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you, but I, I don't think he had much of a choice. I guess is my point. Last year, I think he was very much a lot of the uh, leeway that we give. Jalen Hurts with not having weapons other than maybe Devontae Smith on the outside. I think the same thing does apply to Jonathan Gannon. I think he was doing this with it with a hand and you know maybe even part of his arm tied behind his back. Like I, I think he deserves that kind of leeway. But you're right. I mean, they've certainly put it out there for him. What's your sense on the on how they were defensively last year? I, I think I sort of uh, agree with you that he was limited. But but the only thing I disagree about is I think to some degree this is not super different from the style that that Jonathan Gannon would like to play. And you're right. Like the, the passivity does sort of seem like anathema to the Philadelphia DNA. Like we want guys to, to be aggressive. And I think Jonathan Gaines' like top goals are prevent big plays and prevent big plays. Like that's, and that's what he was good at last year. The problem is if you do that, you sort of have to buckle up in the red zone. And last year, I think they were the fourth worst red zone defense in the league. That's usually the kind of thing that just tends to revert to the mean year over year. So I, w- I would expect a bounce back from the Eagles uh, there. And that's part of the reason I think that they should be much better on defense. I'm expecting them to be, you know, a top 12 caliber defense. But I, I just think that, like, the, the defensive personnel, it wasn't that bad last year. It wasn't 25th best in the league personnel. You still had Javon Hargrave having a career year. You had Josh Sweat having a very good year. You had Fletcher Cox in the middle. You had Darius Slay having a monster year. I, I just I don't think they were quite as bad defensively as they were last year. But I do wonder now if he's just going to be able to have more of the, the tools in his toolbox that he, he wants to be able to be a little bit more versatile. Let me just say that um, Bo Wolf just accomplished a first in the 100-year history of WIP <laughs> by using passivity and anathema in the same sentence. <laughs> and I gotta, I give him a lot of credit for that. You can follow Bo, by the way, uh, on Twitter at Bo underscore Wolf, W-U-L-F. You mentioned Fletcher Cox, and Fletcher Cox is a guy whose number will be retired someday in this franchise and has done great things, but clearly is a bit on the decline. Looking forward, what do you think we can expect from Fletcher Cox this year? And if you're the defensive coordinator, how do you kind of do you work him into the scheme more part time? Do you give him more time off? Do you try to, I, I don't know, what do you do? It's such an interesting question, and you like every single move the Eagles did this offseason, everything Howie Roseman did made so much sense to me from a short-term and long-term perspective, balancing those two goals. Everything made sense except for the Fletcher Cox deal, and I'm still sort of scratching my head about what that was all about, the, the release, and then re-signing him so quickly to such a big number when they were Yeah, other they didn't players. cut it much at all. Right, and, and there were other players of, like, similar caliber to the way that Fletcher Cox played last season who were signing for, you know, seven, $8 million and who were still available when, when they re-signed Fletcher Cox. And it's such an interesting dynamic because, you know, Fletcher Cox in this locker room is a big presence. 
Like, you know, he's, he's the guy to some extent on defense, but it's a, a defensive tackle rotation that has Javon Hargrave, who's coming off a huge year and is in a contract year if the Eagles don't extend him before training camp starts. You got a first round pick in Jordan Davis, who's definitely going to play and they have a, a big role for. And Milton Williams, who was really, really good as a rookie, the third round pick last year. And I think he needs to be on the field. And so, you know, is Fletcher Cox going to be comfortable being uh, not not a big player? He's still going to start, but is he going to be comfortable playing, you know, 55, 60 percent of the snaps, something like that? I'm not so sure. Uh, it's sort of a recipe for uh, for some odd tension, I feel like. But at the same time, you know, I'm sure that Fletcher Cox was aware of that when he re-signed. I mean, he knew that at least Hargrave and Williams were back. But I just it's it's still something that to me is like the one move of this offseason that, that doesn't fully make sense. Bo, I, I look at the linebackers, and I know this has been another bane of, of Eagles fans, you know, existence for a long time. But you know, you're, you're looking at a, a crew of Kaiser White, uh, you know, uh, T.J. Edwards, Nicobe Dean, potentially, you know, among others. Here, they look like they have the potential to be about as good as I can remember in a really long time. Maybe going back a couple eras here. I think that's right, and you know, it, as you said, the bar is low. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, Nigel Bradham in the, in the 2017 Super Bowl year was as good of a linebacker as I think we've seen in a while, maybe Jordan Hicks earlier on in his career. But uh, I, I think it does have a potential to be a, a step up from what we've seen over the past three or four years. I think Nicobe Dean is the key. Um, Kaiser White, I, you know, I have high expectations for, but they're also tempered by the fact that, like, linebackers changing schemes are not always as seamless as, as you tend to expect. I'm a little bit curious about why Kaiser White was available for the price that the Eagles were able to get him for, considering the Chargers are going all in on defense this offseason. That's a little bit of a concern for me. But uh, I think that N'Kobe Dean, if he can step in and be the player the Eagles expect him to be right away, I think he's the guy who's going to be sort of like the, the Eagles fans' favorite player on defense. I, I think there's a chance he could be a, a real star right away. Yeah, that's the one where and, – and you get him in the third round and nobody can understand why. That's the one, if he's healthy and can play, that'll be – uh, quite a thing. Let's just move to offense for a second. Um, and I know you wrote about this uh, this week in The Athletic. The Eagles gave up their 18th overall pick. They gave up a third-round pick. They signed A.J. Brown to the huge four-year, $100 million contract. Missing piece? This going to be it? This is going to be what makes Jalen Hurts a star and makes the offense effective? I guess it's what's going to make us find out if Jalen Hurts can be a star, right? Uh, I, I just think that like adding A.J. Brown – to the top down of the, the weapons they have on the outside makes makes everybody better. I mean, Devontae Smith goes from being uh, like a force-fed number one to being a, you know, a co-number one or a number two. Dallas Goddard is going to have less attention at him. And I think Quez Watkins is like a, is an outstanding fourth option, especially because he is that, that vertical threat. It's not like you can just ignore him. Otherwise, he'll, he'll you know, be open down the field. And then A.J. Brown, just a, an all-pro caliber player on his own. Add to that, Jalen Hurts' rushing ability, this offensive line, that should open everything up. I mean, if Jalen Hurts can be as good as the Eagles think he can be, I think A.J. Brown gives us a chance to, to find out whether that is the case. Bo, they, they, out of necessity, became a running team last year in a lot of ways, and it helped transform them. And that, and playing bad teams, got them to, to where they were. You look at it this year, you add A.J. Brown. You have Jalen Hurts now in his second year as a full-time starter. You have Shane Steichen and, and Nick Sirianni in their second years. These guys have been together now for a little while. 
How much different is this going to look? And if they don't succeed throwing the ball early, will they revert back to the running game, or they will they keep just trying to throw here? Because ultimately, I and tell me if you disagree. I think they would like to be much more of a throwing team than they have been. Yeah, I think that's that's maybe the most fascinating thing and the question about this season heading into things. Now, the good news is they get to play a lot of bad teams again, like you referenced. Uh, the schedule seems pretty weak. I think I think their goal. And I don't know if this is, is how it will work out, but, but their goal is that they can, you know, change their identity week to week. They have the personnel now to uh, do what the defense is giving them. So if the defense is loading the box against the run, they can open things up. If the defense is taking away stuff on the outside, they can run the ball down their throat. And I think you're probably right that, you know, given the ownership's DNA and given Nick Sirianni's DNA, they probably want to be able to throw the ball a little bit more than they did down the stretch last year. But I also think that if they're going to be as successful running the ball as they were down the stretch, there's really no reason to, you know, to, to change something that's not broken. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the goal is that they can do a little bit of both. I think they would like to tilt a little bit more towards the pass, but I think they're, they're going to try to do what, whatever the defense is giving them. Bo Wolf, it is always a pleasure. Always good stuff by you. Follow him on Twitter at Bo underscore Wolf, W-U-L-F, and read him uh, in The Athletic. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Bill. Uh, there you go. Good stuff. So I heard somebody on our station the other day. I think it was a caller. Um, and, I, and I was listening, so I didn't get to write the, the names down. But the caller was talking. About- now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.